Welcome to the 10th episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And today we have a great question that comes in from Matt, and he wants to know, why does reading the Old Testament matter to the Christian? Matt, you ask a fantastic question that we're going to dive into today. Uh, there are many reasons to read and study the Old Testament. The Old Testament lays the foundation for the teaching and events found in the New Testament. The Bible is a progressive revelation. So if you skip the first half of any good book and you try to finish it, you're going to have a hard time understanding the characters, the plot, and the ending. And in the same way, the New Testament is only completely understood when we see its foundation uh, the events, the characters, the laws, the sacrificial system, the covenants, and the promises of the Old Testament. So if we only had the Old Testament, we would come to the Gospels and not know why the Jews were looking for a Messiah, a Savior King. We would not understand why this coming, this Messiah was yet still coming, as Isaiah 53 says. We would not have been able to identify Jesus of Nazareth as a Messiah through the many detailed prophecies that were given concerning him. For example, his birthplace, Micah 5.2 tells us about this. His manner of death, Psalm 22, tells us about this, and Psalm 69.21. Also, the resurrection, which Psalm 1610 talks about and many more details of his uh, of his ministry such as found in Isaiah 9:2 and Isaiah 52:3 so a study of the old testament is also important for understanding the jewish customs mentioned in the new testament so we would not understand the way the pharisees have perverted God's law by adding their own traditions to it or why Jesus was so upset as he cleansed the temple courtyard or where Jesus got the words he used in his many replies to the adversaries. So the Old Testament also records numerous detailed prophecies that could only have come true if the Bible is God's word, not man's. Daniel's prophecies give specific details about the rise and the fall of the nations. These prophecies are so accurate that skeptics choose to believe they were written after the fact. We should study the Old Testament because of the numerous lessons it has for us. By observing the lives of the characters of the Old Testament, we find guidance for our own lives. We're exhorted to trust God no matter what in Daniel 3. We learn to stand firm in our convictions as Daniel did in Daniel 1 and to await the reward of faithfulness as Daniel chapter 6 teaches us. We learn it is best to confess sin early and sincerely instead of sh shifting blame from 1 Samuel 15. We learn not to toy with sin because it's going to find us out. That's what Judges 13 through 16 teach us. We learn that our sin has consequences not only for ourselves but also for our loved ones from reading Genesis 3 and that our good behavior has rewards for us and those around us in Exodus 25-6. So the Old Testament allows us to learn to love God and serve God, and it reveals more about God's character. It shows through repeatedly fulfilled prophecy why the Bible is unique among all the holy books. It alone is able to demonstrate that what it claims to be, the inspired word of God. So let's look at one example of ancient prophecies and specifically looking at the Old Testament in the New and, and how the authors use that. So Hebrews 13.5 says, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. And here is what he's saying. For he said, and then he quotes Joshua 1.5, words given to Joshua. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then he continues in verse 6. So we can confidently say, and then he quotes Psalm 118, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? You see what he's doing here. And this is what we do. We hear the command, be content and keep your life free from the love of money. But then we need to ask ourselves, how can we? 
And the answer is found in the book of Joshua. Go to the Psalms. You'll hear the promises that will steady your heart and make you peaceful. And that's amazing. And so there are two uses of the Old Testament today, and here they are. First, meeting God for who He really is, so that we can know Him and worship Him, since His character was revealed as truly in the Old Testament as in the New Testament. Second, letting the hundreds of promises of the Old Testament wash over you as your blood-bought birthright in Christ Jesus, so that every day you set yourself free from sin by the superior promises of God in Christ alone. So now let's also talk about church history and the Old Testament. Romans 15:4 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. Early in the history, the church confronted a heretic named Martian, who believed, among other things, that the God revealed in the Old Testament is not the same deity who sent Christ to save us from our sins. As a consequence of that belief, Martian also denied that the Old Testament is Christian scripture, and he even cut out references to the Old Testament found in those New Testament books that he did accept. Few professing Christians today would so blatantly deny the Old Testament as God's word to his people. And yet, Certain Martian, Martianite tendencies remain alive and well in the covenant community today. After all, many believers treat most, if not all, of Genesis through Malachi as an afterthought and less worthy of our study than the New Testament. Whatever the reasons for this neglect of the Old Testament, such attitudes find no justification in the teaching of the New Testament itself. Old Testament allusions and direct quotations of the law the prophets and the psalms and the writings are part of the warp and woof of the New Testament. For example, Luke 24:44, Jesus on the road to Emmaus. He engages the Old Testament. He, in fact, he preaches from the Old Testament. In fact, the, old, the apostles tell us directly that the Old Covenant scriptures continue to have value for those who live under the administration of the New Covenant. Romans 15:4 features one of these reminders. And we know that Paul refers to the Old Testament in Romans 15:4, because it is a comment on his citation of Psalm 69:9 in Romans 15:3, the apostle quoted Psalm 69 to support his point that since Christ bore the insult of others as he suffered for our salvation, we should willi- willingly endure the lighter suffering we undergo as we put up with the inconveniences of not exercising the fullness of our Christian freedom in front of immature believers. Psalm 69 and the rest of the Old Testament, Paul tells us, he gives us the encouragement we need to have hope. And in seeing that the writings of the Old Covenant prophets are fulfilled in Jesus, we find assurance that Christ is who he says he is, and that our hope of salvation in him is secure. Moreover, the Old Testament scriptures remind Gentiles especially that before Christ, we were people without hope in the world, as Ephesians 2.12 says. And now that Jesus has come and fulfilled the prophetic hope that the Gentiles would serve the only one and true living God, Yahweh, the covenant Lord of Israel. Those who are not Israelites according to the flesh are now full members of God's covenant people in Christ. And thus we possess all the rights and the privileges of our Heavenly Father give gives to his children, as John 1, 9-13 teaches. Certain books and passages of Scripture have played greater roles in the history of theology than others. So it's no surprise that some portions of the Bible are read more often than others. We must not mistake, make the mistake of thinking that there is an unimportant part of Scripture. The Holy Spirit inspired it all, and it is given for our edification, as 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says. So we must study the whole counsel of God and not just isolated portions of it. And here 
is the importance of the Old Testament in the life of the Christian. All of Scripture is the inspired, inerrant, sufficient, authoritative, and clear word of God. Therefore, the 39 books of the Old Testament, including the 66 books of the Bible itself in the Old and the New Testament, are vital for the Christian since they help Christians to know the character and the promises of God and how they find their fulfillment in Christ alone. And this issue is even more relevant today because we've heard recently from one prominent evangelical leader that we should somehow unhitch the Old Testament from our Bibles. And once again, that, that is not true. For the Christian, we must read them all. We must read the whole Bible, the whole Word of God. That's what I'm saying. Read the whole Word of God. Don't just say that there's some portions that I should read. You know, for example, why should you read the book? Why should you read Genesis? Well, re you read Genesis so that you can learn the, the character of God. That God created everything. Without Genesis, we have no idea what happened in the beginning. Uh, if you don't read Genesis, then you have no idea about Genesis 3. How we're sinners by nature and by choice. You, you, you have no idea of about Moses, Abraham. And if you have no idea about Abraham, how can you understand Paul's argument in Romans 4? Or in Galatians? There's no way. How can you understand how to deal with temptation without reading about the life of Joseph and how he fought against temptation with Potiphar? Or how do we even learn about David and so on? And, and I mean, you can go through the, old the whole Old Testament and make this argument. But the point is, is that we as Christians, we need to read the Old Testament. Many of us, we only want to read and we want to study. We maybe even want to preach only from the New Testament. But we have a whole Bible, 66 books. And we believe that it is the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, sufficient, and clear word of God. And now we're going to talk about some of these terms later. What they mean and all of that. But, but for now, let's just say that we need the Bible. Many people found great comfort in the Psalms. But they're part of the Old Testament. We need to read the prophets. And their, and their covenant warnings. They're going back to, for example, the Old Testament. Or to, the, to the books of the law. And saying, guys, look, you have to obey these laws. So they're prophesying to to about the law, the prophets are, and about the covenant that they made with the God of Israel. And the prophets have much to teach us too. The books of history. I just cited First Samuel 15 and, and Judges 13 through 16. We need those books. They, they tell us about the life of David and, and so much more, you know. And um, they, they, they just help us. To, to know God better. And not only that, but here's here's another really important thing. Some people say that, you know, the Old Testament is not important. That the Old Testament reveals that God is just a God of... Uh, that he is a God of, of war and vengeance. But in the song of, of Moses in Deuteronomy 34, God is revealed as a God of love. As a, as a God who is interested in the salvation of all people. And Moses sings this song to Israel. And it's at the heart, it's, it's really an argument could be made and has been made by many scholars that this is at, really at the heart of the character of the Old Testament, of what the Old Testament wants to convey to us. That yes, God is a God of vengeance. He's a holy God. We see that, we learn about that in Leviticus. And theologians call the holiness of God the controlling attribute of God. But, but even more so in Exodus you know, in Exodus 
where we learn about God's character. We learn how he's sovereign. And we learn of his love in the midst of, of difficulty and hardship. And if we didn't have Exodus, how would we learn about those things? How would we learn about the Ten Commandments um, and, and so much more? So I encourage you today. You know, I, I get that you want to read the New, the New Testament, but why don't you read the Old Testament? And why don't you study the Old Testament? You know, there's, there's lots of, of good, good books that um, I will recommend here in the show notes for you to go and, and to study the Old Testament. I encourage you to do that. And now I want to thank you, Matt, for the great question. It's it's a vital question um, that needs to be asked. But my last remark is this. We do not need to unhitch the Old Testament from the Bible. That is heresy. We do not need to unhitch the Bible or, or unhitch the Old Testament from the Bible. We need the whole Bible. The whole, because it's the whole counsel of God. And it is the inspired, inerrant, authoritative, sufficient, and clear word of God. I want to thank you for listening to, to this episode of the Ask Us Anything podcast. My name is Dave. Feel free to email me. Uh, Dave at servantsofgrace.org is my email. With you, if, you have, if you have any questions or uh, want, uh, want to have your question appear on this episode, thank you, Matt, for the great question. And I pray Christ's richest blessings on you guys this week.